Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's designed to help you take your business to the next level. Sometimes, especially in challenging circumstances, you have to take two steps back before you really take three or four steps forward. What I try to do is I take different topics that I think are really, really relevant to the times or topics that I'm seeing out there as I'm working with different remodelers that need to focus on improving their business. Today, I want to do a little bit of a recap of some of the recent podcast themes and topics before I actually get into what we're going to be talking about today. So over the course of the last several months, I've actually covered many, many topics, but many of them have kind of an overriding theme, and that is, you know, what are the lenses that you should be looking at things in this environment? You know, what are the actions that you should be taking? How do you approach, I think, this pandemic and these kind of circumstances that are out there? So turning the clock back, you know, two, three months ago, where I talked about a podcast that was focused on why remodeling is hot. You know, the reality is remodeling is an industry that is hot, unlike certainly travel and hospitality, and even in some of the food services industries, remodeling is hot. Now, it's a little bit surprising to me, quite frankly, why it's so hot. But as I spend time thinking about this, and I make a whole list of all the reasons that remodeling is, in fact, a priority and doing very well right now, I would say all those little reasons kind of add up. It's not one big reason, it's accumulation of all those reasons. So for those of you that are experiencing good times out there, great. I'd say at least 80% of the remodeling folks are doing very well out there. However, I think it's important that you have the perspective that that too could change. Another topic I talked about that kind of relates to this is false positives. I talked to many different remodelers out there, and they're doing high fives based on seeing, I think, uh, trends in the phone being ringing and project sizes being strong and sales happening and people allowing you back into the home. However, those two can change very quickly. You know, the government or certainly the governor could sign something and said, all of a sudden, you're not allowed back in the home, and that's going to have a tremendous effect. So what I really encourage, and in this podcast episode you can go back and listen to, is focus on the short-term wins, but not necessarily seeing them as long-term trends. A third topic we talked about was focusing on the whole notion of new habits. You know, I actually was talking to one of my friends at Google, and she happened to be saying that, you know, it takes 66 days to form new habits. These new habits are formed certainly with your clients. These new habits are formed certainly with your team. And these new habits are formed also with yourself. So I think as you think about, you know, this concept of getting back to normal is probably not necessarily the case because there's so many deep-rooted new habits that are happening that I think that will have a bigger influence. Another topic I did after hearing someone talk about a book that was titled A 12-Week Year or The 12-Week Year, I really loved the title of that book. And I actually thought it wasn't written during COVID. However, 
it is in fact especially relevant. And that is you need to kind of change the paradigm of what is your year. And I think the more that you shorten that down and you see the year as four 12-week years, not four quarters that make up one year, but four 12-week years. And the more that I think you think about that and you plan for that and you have your top priorities and you get out into the battle in those 12-week years and make sure that you're successful, I think that's what's important. Another topic I talked about in an episode just recently, and that is this whole kind of metaphor of focusing on today is more of a marathon, not necessarily a sprint, not necessarily a 5K or a 10K. You know, and I talked about as we went into this back in March, I was talking to many firms that I was advising, what's the bridge? What's the length of time that we need to build a backlog, build uh, a business uh, so that we could kind of get over this to get back to where we were before? And at that time, it was really more anywhere from two to four, maybe even five months when this first happened. Well, we know that that's not the case anymore. We know that this is now more of a marathon. And as I talked about in the episode, once you understand it is more of a marathon, I think you approach it really differently. You approach it that, yes, you just need to focus on getting the next foot forward. But at the same time, you need to have the right level of energy, the right level of fuel. Otherwise, you won't make it to the end of the race. And then lastly, uh, I, I had a topic. This was actually probably two, three months ago that was focused on investing in yourself. You know, I'm a big believer in kind of silver linings and things happening out there. And, you know, I think that this notion of investing in yourself, you know, what are you doing to invest more in yourself? You know, invest in different skills, invest in your personal and your professional life, investing in more of the relationships. But you know, investment takes time, energy, and commitment. And that's certainly something that, you know, if you haven't done a lot of that, you ought to be doing more of it right now. And that really is a good segue into what I want to talk about today. And certainly one of our thought leaders will be talking about this subject as well with Erica Taylor, Director of Content, coming up a little bit later uh, with me to discuss it. And this whole notion of kind of being alone, being alone in business. I was listening to another podcast where they talked about, you know, kind of the psychological effects, but also intellectual effects of kind of feeling alone out there. And I think it's really important that you don't go it alone and you don't have to go it alone. But unlike, I think, normal circumstances where we have a lot more interaction, a lot more travel, a lot more events, those kind of things, the going alone right now is a little bit more difficult. You know, I love the little adage that none of us are as smart as all of us. And I think if you start to expand what it is to have others that are helping you with your business, I think you'll be more successful. So the first thing I would really encourage, kind of in the spirit of my Time Mastery book, The Art of Time Mastery, is that you invest time and energy into uh, this whole notion of not being alone. And I would encourage, you know, just start with one or two hours a week. Just tell yourself, you know, when you wake up Monday morning, what am I going to do to kind of map out a few 30-minute increments, you know, throughout the course of the week that I am doing more not alone kind of things, whether it's internally within your team and yourself or it's externally. 
So let me just give you seven kind of tips, because I'm a big, big believer in this whole notion of synergy and leverage, leveraging insights and knowledge of others to make, I think, supersize potentially who you are if you're not alone. The first is uh, we all need a coach. Now, if you think about what you do and you think of yourself as a professional, draw the parallels to other things in life like professional sports. Can you imagine, for example, if you're a professional tennis player, not having a coach? Now, you would have a coach. Matter of fact, if you oftentimes are watching a professional tennis match and you see up in the stands, at least pre-COVID up in the stands, you'll see multiple coaches. You'll see kind of the coach that's the strategy coach. You'll see the skills coach. And then you oftentimes will even see a little bit more of a mental or therapy type of coach. So, you know, we all need coaches. So who is your coach? Have you really retained a coach? You know, it could be someone in the industry or it could be someone out of the industry. It could be just a peer that's out there that you have a regular time that you talk to, or it could be a professional coach that's certainly out there. The second is, I think you need to change your paradigm in terms of alliances. You know, we oftentimes think of our vendors or suppliers or manufacturers in many ways is they're peddlers, they're vendors. I want you to wipe out that word in your vocabulary and change it to strategic alliance and strategic partnership. Once you change the word, you'll start to look at each other differently. You look at each other of how can we help each other for a common goal of growing the business and being better. And once you start to do that, I think you'll have exponential growth within you and certainly your business. Number three is there's many associations out there, whether they're NARI, which is certainly a supporter of, of, of this podcast series, the National Association of the Modeling Industry, NHB, the Kitchen and Bath Association. These associations are essentially groups of people that are committed to getting better. Now, the pro of the association is they create the fr framework of the group, but being completely volunteer, sometimes I think uh, it's only as good as the volunteers that are participating in it. But I absolutely endorse spending a little bit of time and energy and certainly being part of that. You know, another thing you can do, and I'm finding this with other really good uh, remodelers out there, is joining different business networking groups. You know, it, these are groups that are not involved necessarily with your business. However, they are focused on the subject of business. They are helping you work on the business, not just in the business. And then oftentimes they, they create some networking opportunities for business growth and referrals as well. Number five is certainly your friends and family. In the spirit of not being alone, I think certainly you're spending a lot of time with family. However, are you spending the, the right amount of time really focusing on having them fully engaged and fully empathetic of what you're experiencing with your work, with your team, with your client. I think the more you kind of see your family as your little mini board of directors, I think that certainly will help you as well. Number five, I think you have some very targeted groups in the, in the industry, for example, like uh, Remodeling Advantage or contractor network groups that are more long distance, but more networking groups that oftentimes these groups kind of hold each other accountable 
in terms of making sure that they're on track. And they certainly involve uh, educational opportunities, and, and that's certainly helpful as well. Number seven on my list is actually a new group that I'm partnering with Professional Remodeler on, and it's called Remodeling Mastery, certainly familiar with the podcast. This is Remodeling Mastery Roundtables. Now, Remodeling Mastery Roundtables is a little bit different twist. Uh, it, number one, it's very much focused on your time efficiency in that we have very specifically eight to 10 remodelers that would be very much like you that are non-competitive from all different parts of the country, professionally facilitated by myself and other professional facilitators. Number two, hand-selected, these are the best of the best, the best of the best minds, and they're committed to improvement and committed to growth. This is not just kind of showing up for the party like sometimes other groups have. Number three is we know, you know, it's more important that you're focused on the opportunities that are greater than just you. It's great for you to have a coach. It's great for you to have interaction. But we're actually having other subsets within your organization with sales, production, and marketing that they'll have their own groups within the groups so we can connect the dots there as well. Number four is because of the scale of this, because of the opportunities here, uh, these groups will have opportunities to some of the events, some of the virtual events, sales summit, women's, lead gen, all these different events that are out there. These roundtable groups will have access and really, I think, some special opportunities there. Number five is strategic alliances. Now, you know my opinion and feeling about strategic alliances, but they're going to be part of the groups as well. These are folks that are either providing data and information like Google or Harvard University, but also they're technology companies that can actually interject uh, and, and help you with your business. They're also manufacturers and, and in the supply chain that really are experts in different things. But unlike them kind of being out in a traditional way, out in a, a, a mode of kind of peddling their products, they're going to be more involved in the discussion and they're going to be tapped on the shoulder to help you take your game to the next level. So I would encourage, whether it's finding a coach, getting involved with NERI, uh, business networks, friends or family, you know, just don't go it alone. There's no reason not to. And I can tell you, being involved in so many different groups, including this newest one I referred to, that once you start to have that interaction, it really changes your mindset. It gives you kind of the clarity that you need to really kind of work and navigate through these challenging times. So I want to thank everybody for listening today. Uh, stay tuned for our thought leader interview, which will really help, I think, reinforce many of the things that we're talking about in our theme today. Take care. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome back to Remodeling Mastery. Uh, this segment of Remodeling Mastery is where we bring on a remodeling expert, authority, thought leader. And today, one of my regular uh, guests is Erica Taylor with Professional Remodeler. She's the director of content. And, you know, Erica's in kind of a unique position, not only kind of wearing her editor and editorial hat, but she also has a chance to 
kind of see a lot of what's happening in terms of uh, remodelers all around the country. And, you know, to follow, Erica, uh, this theme I was talking about in the first half of our session here, uh, I want to talk about this notion of, of, you know, remodelers out there and kind of what they're experiencing uh, in this space. I mean, we've kind of moved from uh, a new chapter here that everything seems like it's going to go on much longer. But, you know, what are you seeing out there in the remodeling space? So it's a really interesting time. Um, Hey, Mark, by the way, hello. How are Um, you? (laughs) Very well, thank you. Uh, What I'm seeing is a deepening schism between the home improvement side of the business and the design build side of the business. I'm seeing that the design build side of the business or just full service remodeling is doing very well. Many, many companies are up across many markets in the United States. But when I hear remodelers talk, it's a little bit more of a wait and see approach. It's a little bit like they're just in, they realize that there's this marathon and they're just kind of taking their time. They're very happy to have the leads, but they're going to see how things go. Conversely, on the home improvement side, business is so strong on the like windows, roofing and siding categories, decking, anything where for that services homeowners who are at home a lot, kind of the backyard spaces, such, such big leads that these companies are going all in. They are very bullish. I'm seeing a lot of hiring, a lot of investing in talent, a lot of training, um, I, I know of one remodeler who just recently is expanding her showroom, a, a home improvement um, professional, and she's just she's just going all in. So that's what I'm seeing. And it's a it's a really interesting dynamic. And it'll be great to see how it plays out. It's um, so counter to what I think people were expecting back in April and May. So, and, you know, that's, a that's I think, the element maybe and, uh, I want to just go a little bit further on, and that is, you know, it's counter. You know, it's counter to what, you know, certainly we're seeing in a lot of other industries. Uh, it kind of makes you scratch your head. So the real kind of $64,000 question is, you know, is, is does your crystal ball say, you know, moving forward, it's kind of here to say, or is it, wait a minute now, just be thankful for today and hope for the best for tomorrow? So I believe it's one of those situations where there are too many unknown variables to make a good prediction. Um, I believe that people would be very, very smart to kind of make hay while the sun is shining, but boy, you know, keep your operating cash at a good place not like what a lot of remodelers did, I think, in what they, they found themselves in a pickle earlier in the year because their their kind of business fundamentals weren't where they needed to be when their leads suddenly dropped off, you know, the cliff. And if something like that were to happen again, I mean, we're we're in a tricky legislative environment where we don't know what's going to happen with the vaccine. We don't know what the next presidential election could do to the economy or to the field. There's, there's just too many unknowns. So I would say remodelers would be well advised to be uh, bullish, but, but, but conservative. No, I think that's, that's a good way to look at it. 
So at the beginning of this pandemic, I know I was spending a lot of time either speaking to groups or certainly uh, advising, you know, thinking of it like a little bridge. You had to build a bridge over top of it. And then that conversation started to shift to, you know, using metaphors of, you know, it's a 5, 10K here, but, you know, how you position yourself is that. You know, I've kind of changed a lot of that to be much more longer term, much more of a marathon, how you needed to think about it a little bit differently, because I think what we could be experiencing some, you know, pretty bumpy roads for the next year or so. One of the elements that I want maybe to, you know, talk a little bit more deeply about that is part of a marathon experience, and that is it's kind of lonely. You're kind of out there on an island by yourself. You know, your success or failure is, you know, can you sustain yourself? Can you kind of hang in there? Can you continue to motivate your team and and do what you need to do? So how do you kind of address that issue of being out there on an island? What would you, what are you seeing remodelers doing? And what could be, I think, some good prescriptions or options for remodelers to consider? Well, one of the things that I notice that the kind of um, remodelers who are sort of working on the business and not just in the business, the remodelers who are just like really, really intentional about where they want to be, all of them are consuming content about whether it's about leadership or whether it's about business practices, they're all like very engaged in learning about how to navigate their business through this time rather than just trusting their instinct or doing what they've done in the past. So there's that reaching out for content, whether it's videos or podcasts like this one or books. Um, Another thing that I noticed that remodelers are doing in greater numbers than they've done in the past is kind of setting up like informal networks and calling it a network is giving it, I think, too much of a a structure. I think what I notice is the people are just talking to each other more. You know, um, maybe you don't talk to your direct competitor as much, but people that are people that you know from around the industry, um, people are picking up the phone and calling each other more and people are meeting more. And I think that's great. And I think that that gives rise to the third thing that I'm seeing, which is that people really want that kind of peer-to-peer connection. People want to know that, you know, a rising tide floats all boats. And when you put your brains together with other people, you, you, everybody profits from it. And I think that now is a time when I'm certainly seeing more of that in the industry. And I think now is the perfect time for remodelers to get involved in something like that. I think it's um, very, been very, very helpful to a number of people. Now, Erica, you've been involved with uh, different remodeling roundtable type settings and groups, and you've seen different remodelers kind of, uh, you know, glean insights and benefits and those kind of things from it, uh, you know, kind of wearing your, again, a little bit of a therapist hat and, you know, what would you advise in terms of the way that people could leverage and, and, and think about and see benefits from a roundtable group? Um, I think that 
it's really helpful if you go into a roundtable group sort of knowing your specific goals and what you want from the group. Um, some people, I think, go in, they feel like they want to shore up their marketing or they want to shore up the way that they think about production or they want to shore up their leadership skills, whatever it is. I think it's really important that you don't just go in with this general sense of, I want to be better, but you, you're, you're very intentional in your mind about what you want. Um, so it's not just about making new friends. It's also about advancing kind of uh, what what your goals and interests are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the other thing I think is just so important. And the, the remodelers that I see that are that you leverage these groups for the greatest amount of success are the ones that are able to do this. You have to be able to humble yourself a little bit and hear other people. And that's not to say that people will attack each other, you know, a really good peer-to-peer group, nobody's attacking anybody else. But it's really great to hear if you say, I'm, I'm dealing with this challenge and I'm not sure I found the solution yet. And you can hear what other people are telling you and let, let that into your mind and let it percolate. I think the benefits are just incalculable. I, I really do. I'm a huge fan of, the, of those kinds of groups. Yeah, it's interesting. You talk about, you know, how you participate and, you know, those that really spend, it's kind of the 80-20 rule, 80% of the time listening and 20% of the time, you know, speaking. It's very hard to learn when you're speaking the whole time. So therefore, I think and you go in with putting your ego aside, you don't have to prove anything, but really, really listen and engage, uh, certainly with others. You know, as you as you've experienced some of these roundtable groups, uh, do you think there's a uh, a scale? Do you think there's a uh, you know a dynamic in terms of doing it more virtually or face to face? Or do you think that uh, you know what have been kind of at least some of your interesting lessons learned from you know the different groups that you've experienced? So I think face-to-face certainly has its place. Um, But I believe that the advantages of a virtual environment so outweigh the advantages of doing it face-to-face. I mean, just not having the travel expenses, not having the disruption to your business. And you get so much if you do it in like a Zoom type setting where you can see people's faces and you can hear the tone in their voice, you can look at their body language. You're really getting the essence of a face-to-face experience without any of the downsides of it. And boy, I'll tell you, I was a little bit of a skeptic in the beginning with some of these groups. I was like, eh, Zoom, I don't know. There's a dynamic that happens face-to-face that just can't be replaced. And I have to say I was wrong. I I, I am happy to admit it in this case that I find that the virtual environment is just great. It's tailor-made for these types of uh, interactions. And I think like most people have experienced this as it relates to homeowners and clients and certainly their teams, it is also a skill or something that you need to work at to get better at. You know, oftentimes I talk about, you know, it, it's a new sport. It's a new musical instrument. And if if you can just spend some time and not just assume that because you're not able to give a person a hug, you're not still able to have a personal connection. Once you get past that, 
change that kind of mindset, you realize that there's so many more benefits that that kind of fall into the positive column and 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 you can uh, you know really see the return. I I agree, and I think that that's well said. It's just like exercising a muscle, and I I think that is very well said. I am in full agreement with that. Good. Well, listen, Erica, this has been great. I I you know I think uh, your your point about you know I think looking at the future in a little bit more of a uh, make hay, as you said, while the sun's shining. At the same token you know, kind of try to position your little chest moves appropriately. But uh, I appreciate you coming on Remodeling Mastery today. And uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, another conversation with you in the next month or two. Take care. Yes. Thank you for the opportunity, Mark. You take care too. Okay. Thank you for listening to Remodeling Mastery by Mark G. Richardson, produced by Sharefire Local. You can subscribe to this podcast on any mobile phone using iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. 